Another voice for the LA Kings is joining us as a special guest on the show as we talk about the Kings season so far. We'll discuss Phoenix Copley, Jonathan Quick, if the Kings will make a deal at the deadline, and we might have one baseball question. It's Patrick O'Neill on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, it's a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. We are excited to welcome in an old colleague of mine, from uh, many years ago at the Fox Sports Radio Network. He has gone on to be a big TV star while I'm still at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Uh, you know him for his pregame, in-between periods, and postgame work covering the LA Kings for Bally Sports West. We'll talk about his work with the Angels as well. It is the great Patrick O'Neill. Patrick, how you doing, buddy? Eddie Garcia, broadcasting legend. We go way, way back, man. I'm happy to see you. Thanks for having me. Uh, you'll find this interesting, I think, um, but we're finally moving into new studios at the Fox Sports Radio Network because yeah. right now we're still in the same studios where you worked many, many years yeah. ago, uh, apparently within the month that's going to happen. So it only took 20 years, Patrick, for us to- Well, uh, I was in the it. studio even before that one. That was up, uh, was it the fifth floor, ninth floor or something? And then I moved down uh, to where you where you are working now, but uh, I thought it's uh, state of the art, but I guess- um, you know, 20 years ago, it was. was. Yeah, 20 years <laughs> ago, it was. Not so much now, but finally, finally getting that upgrade. Oh, congrats. Thanks. Uh, so, Patrick, I mean, you were born in Santa Monica. You're an L.A. guy. Uh, from what I remember, I've heard you say that you went to Kings games with your dad at the Forum back in the day. So, I mean, what is it like to cover a team that you grew up following now and, and being uh, part of their broadcast? Yeah, you know, my dad never really got me there. I had to get get uh, myself to okay. the Forum uh, back in the day in the in the 80s. I it was basically pretty much, we used to watch them on TV a lot in the 70s. Um, I believe KTLA or maybe Channel 9 or Channel 5. Um, and the Kings were only on like 15 to 20 times a year, but um, loved the, the Triple Crown line and, and Rogi Vachon. But I, I never, and Marcel, of course, but I never got to the form. I don't oh. believe, earliest recollection is like mid-80s um, prior to Gretzky. Uh, but then when Gretzky arrived, my ex-brother-in-law was good friends with um, Vitas Gerolaitis, who was going out with Janet Jones prior to her relationship ah. with Wayne Gretzky. So I somehow was in the mix and I got to meet Wayne and uh, had his phone number and I would call the guy and wake him up on his pregame nap to get tickets to the forum. And, oh, stand by, check this out. I'll show you this, uh, <laughs> this stick I have. Props. Yeah. So, uh, you know, to Patrick, good luck in your career. Nice to meet you. Wayne Gretzky, 1990. Nice. And I've had this, this stick the, the whole time, wherever I've moved maybe 30 times since then, <laughs> but it's, it's always stays with me. Well, that's very cool that, I mean, that you get to, you know, 
cover and work around uh, a team that you you know yeah. really enjoyed growing up. Yeah, um, so you know, doing good stuff for uh, Bally Bally Sports West now. Um, working alongside hey. Jarrett Stoll for the most part. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Derek Armstrong chips in every now and then, but um, what's it like working with the uh, the former Stanley Cup winner there? And have you has he kind of shared anything about the game with your conversations while you're watching the games that uh, have kind of enlightened you? Absolutely. Uh, It's a game I did not play growing up, just was a a, a huge fan. So I I still feel like I'm learning, you know, so much each and every game. And um, I get to watch, especially on the the road games when we're in the studio together, we just sit there and watch the game. And and I just, you know, sometimes we're just quiet and, you know, I don't want to bug him because he sees things, you know, before I do. (laughs) Um, And he's able to see you know, what the defensive player did or, or, you know, should have done or, or, or did well. And I'm kind of following the puck or, or the player with the puck. And he's kind of looking at um, different things that I haven't seen. Sometimes I'm, I, I, you know, I'm on it with him and I'm like, Ooh, wow. I saw what Jared saw, but most of the time it's just, it's, he's just light years ahead of me, obviously. Um, so yeah, I learned a lot from him. He, he's a really, he's, he's a sweet person. He's a, he's a good friend now, which, um, we become to, you know, considering he has to stick with me so much and, and I, you figure he'd get bored of me or, or, <laughs> or, or grow annoyed. Um, but we're pals. And I think that makes it uh, fun to work uh, with him. Well, it's been a very interesting season so far uh, to talk about. Um, the team is exciting. I mean, they're certainly scoring more goals. The power play is, is improved. Um, you know, they, they kind of, kind of surprised some maybe last season by making the playoffs and then taking the Oilers to seven. Um, so going into this season, obviously there are more expectations, um, whether they've lived up to those or not, I think maybe is debatable, but they're certainly they've been in a playoff position for most of the season. They're scoring a lot of goals. We'll talk about what's going on in net a little bit, but what do you think about the season, how it's gone so far? Yeah, I think that, uh, Dowdy and, and Kopitar have been outstanding, right? So those are your, your pillars, um, and the leadership they provide in the room. I think Philip Deneau is a big part of the leadership group, of of course. Um, but in his second year, I think he's really kind of taken charge in the room. Um, and players love him. And he is a, he is a really likable guy, man. He plays hard each and every game. He's such a smart hockey player. You know, obviously, the you know, the, the trade for and the signing of, you know, to the extension of Kevin Fiala is huge. He is a type of player that the Kings haven't had, like that type of exciting player, that dynamic of a player. Maybe Gabrick, right? Or, I mean, he just does so much – he is an incredible player. And then you're getting guys taking, you know, and Kempe is is starting to, you know, do what, you know, he can do what we saw from him last year. And then it's other guys taking a leap, right? Like I Jersey on the back end, Sean Jersey has been really good playing on his offside. Um, and then guys got to take the next jump, like Kaliev. I know he's out now. Um, and then and Trevor Moore is playing well and he's out as well. You get those guys back. And then, of course, with Quentin Byfield suddenly up on the top line, that that adds a different element to it. And then with Copley, right? That that suddenly solidified the, the goaltending. Um, that's a big surprise. That that whole situation. But Copley's been outstanding. Um, there is definitely a lot to like you know, about this team. I hope they they stay healthy and get some of those bodies back. And you know, Velarde also. So some those next those younger guys have taken that next step. This is the year they need to they need to advance in the playoffs. It's not just getting in anymore. It's it's they have to you know not only get in they they have to advance um, past obviously past the first round and then match up you know with some of the the really good teams I don't know how much you knew about Kevin Fiala before he came over um certainly he gets a big deal a lot of expectations do you think he's lived up to the hype maybe exceeded it um what just your thoughts on on him yeah 
They absolutely exceeded. I mean, he's absolutely completely in his prime, right? He's, he's mid-20s, uh, 26, 27, whatever. I mean, he, this is a, a great signing uh, for the Kings. And, and he he's somebody that's in the room and you go in the locker room. He's there. He's there before. He's, he's there after. He's easy to talk to. Um, and, uh, he, he's a, he's a big dude. I was in, when I, I, I don't really travel that much at all, uh, anymore with the team I used to, but we have this, this nice studio that is a mile and a half from where I live. So I don't mind that, yeah. but I went to, I covered the Vegas game on the road just to, you know, be, try to be a reporter again. And I was in the elevator with him. He's thick. I mean, like Kevin Fiala is like his upper body is like, he was wearing a sweatshirt. I'm like, man, the guy's jacked. So it's a lot stronger than, um, looking than I, than I anticipated and just great hands. Power play. I mean, PK, we got to get the PK. It's going to be hard for it to, to like get to the middle of the league, like 15th. It's like whatever, 28th now. Um, that has to be better. But the power play has been exciting. Haven't seen a unit like that, right? Eddie in years, a decade at least. Yeah, no doubt. And and that was, uh, you know, something that was certainly emphasized uh, going forward. But uh, yeah, I think Kevin Viola has been better than advertised and that skill that he has you, you mentioned Marion Gabrick as a that was a pretty good pull there but uh yeah I I think he's been a little bit better than even I thought um mm-hmm. the way he passes the puck the way he holds onto the puck and kind of uh, freezes the defense that kind of thing to give himself mm-hmm. more room or for a teammate to get open so yeah. it's been a lot of fun yeah and, and you know even when the Kings were winning the Stanley Cup uh that was a more defensive oriented team kind of a grinded out team uh you know you know in in LA uh it's always about entertainment. And I think the Kings are really putting an entertaining product on the ice right now. I mean, it's, it, there's yeah. so many different fun offensive players to to watch that this is an exciting brand of hockey as well. You want to win ultimately. Yeah. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what style you'll play, but it's, it's a fun style that they're playing. I think. Yeah. I mean, the, the New Jersey game was tough, right? The second yeah. period was tough. They didn't, they didn't bury their chances and the devils are a good road team, obviously. Um, but yeah, Fiala five on five, right? I mean, if you look at his assists, Five on five, he's one of the top forwards in the NHL. So you're right, like his passing, um, the power play, the pass from Kempe to Fiala, he he makes people around him better. And you're starting to see that. And you better be ready to go when he's on the ice because he, he makes plays. Um, we're going to have more with Patrick, O'Neal, uh, Patrick O'Neill. I'm uh, going to ask him about the goaltending situation in just a second. But real quick, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from the NFL, playoffs going on, got college and pro basketball, even esports. You got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to Bet Online on it today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. We've got more with Patrick O'Neill from Bally Sports West. Speaking of odds, uh, the odds that Phoenix Copley would not only become the Kings' number one goalie, but have uh, the success he's having, uh, I'm sure we're pretty long odds uh, going into the mm-hmm. season. And yet, here he is, the number one goalie as it stands right now for the Kings. Um, I mean, you're in the TV business or, or, or you know, you, you show sports, but sor- stories, sports stories are also an important part of things. This is a hell of a story, Phoenix mm-hmm. Copley. Yeah. Yeah. Limited uh, the most, you know, what, 27 starts coming in and he had some run with Washington. Um, a good depth signing by the by the Kings and the Ontario Reign, you know, third goalie. Obviously, with Cal Peterson, nobody expected the, the struggles there. Um, but, you know, now I believe that the time has passed where you, you can't. You can't just unless you're going to carry three goalies. You, you know you can't send Copley to Ontario to bring you know Peterson up. If even if they wanted to, not that they would, because he could you know be claimed. 
Uh, I think it was a 30 day window. And I believe that's passed. Um, you know, sure. Quick has, has struggled. I think in the Jersey game of the four goals he allowed, there was a late empty netter. I think one was, was bad, right? One that he, he should have saved. Um, does the play, does the team play differently in front of Phoenix Copley than it did in front of quick or, or Peterson? They block more shots in front of Copley. I don't know. I, I certainly don't know that. I've asked Jarrett, you know, do do you guys play harder in front of a different goalie? Like you feel like you, you know, or you're more secure, let's say, if there's like a number one, like a Brodeur or a Wah or, you know, if Quick's on his game, then you play differently. He said no. He has never changed his game um, to accommodate a goalie. You just go out and play. Derek Armstrong, though, would tell me that absolutely – you know, depending on the goalie. So um, I don't know, but it is a great story. And he is, he, he there's no, um, there's no panic, right? In, in Copley's game at all, Eddie, it's, it's insane. He, every once in a while, he's like almost too casual back there, flipping the puck up, you know, kicking it offside, but love his confidence. He's the number one guy right now, but can't help, but really wish that quick um, could have a great game and can get on a roll. Because you hate to see it, right? As just somebody yeah. that loves the guy so much. So, man, I I just hope that something could get better there with 32. I, I was gonna definitely ask you about that, but do you did you think we've seen enough from Copley so far this season that this is uh I, I, not a fluke, that this is sustainable, that he can mm-hmm. do this for the rest of the season and, and beyond? Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, but if you look at what 12 and two, but if you look at the save percentage and, and the goals against, it's like two, four and a nine, 15, you know, somewhere in there. It's not like tops of, of the league, even though his record with the 12 wins is the most of, right of any goalie right around there <clears throat> since he came up, right? I mean, that Boston game on the road since then. Um, so that's why I, I, I say yes, he is the guy. But it's, you know, it's not like Linus Olmark, uh, you know, goals against save percentage. So the team as a whole just plays better when Phoenix is in net. It's just that's just the way it is. Well, you mentioned Jonathan Quick and we've, we've seen it in sports. Um, even, Tom, you know, Tom Brady had a playoff game uh, that wasn't very good on Monday. Uh, you know, as we talk about the greats, you play long enough, eventually, um, you know, your, your skills erode and, uh, you know, but with Jonathan quick final year of his contract, maybe his final year as a King greatest goaltender in Kings history. I know that, that and look, we're, you and I are both Kings fans, so we can relate to what the fans are feeling. Cause we're feeling it too. You want this to end in a happy way. Um, and it's not going great right now. And and I'm with you. I'm, I'm really hoping that something can happen that, that quickie can turn this thing around and get going. And this, if this is the last year, of him with mm-hmm. the LA Kings that it ends on more of a positive note because he's given so much to the organization, but that's a storyline certainly going forward. How is this going to end mm-hmm. and, and can he get his game back? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's tough. I know he's, he's gotta be incredibly frustrated. Haven't spoken to him. Um, he, he's one of the most competitive um, people that uh, I've ever come across, um, you know, and, and I think the 2012 performance was one of the great, sports performances in you know los angeles sports history period in in playoff history that was just absolutely incredible um what what he did um you you know brown's getting his statue and and you know quick's gonna get his and his banner is gonna go up but i mean what happened from a season ago to, to this year for for quick right i mean team had 99 points last year. He was the number one guy. He was the starter in the playoffs. Has it eroded that quickly or is there something just slightly missing with his game? 
Um, I have asked uh, management, is he 100% healthy? And they've told me yes. So I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it remains to be seen. I'm going to hold out hope that uh, he's going to find his game. Yeah, no doubt. I think we all are. Um, and, and if this is the last year of, of John of the Quick, certainly hopefully it, it ends a better way than it looks the way it, it's going at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Kings appear to be a very solid team. I know that Seattle and the Pacific is doing some amazing things right now. Vegas is obviously still on top, but the Kings have been, like I said, in a top three position pretty much the whole year. Um, so they appear to be a solid team. I don't think there's going to be any changes in net as far as what we have now, but there's always, you know, room to improve. There's always deals to be made. The Kings have a ton of young assets that they could move to get, uh, another player to add, to help them out. Um, Jacob Chikrin is a name we've heard, heard constantly. I know it was brought up again the other day. Pierre Lebrun wrote about it. Uh, one of the respected reporters up in Canada, uh, you're hearing it, I'm sure. Um, any thoughts on what the Kings might want to add? And do you think they'd be willing to pay the price that Arizona wants to get a guy like Jacob Chikrin? I don't. I don't think, um, let's say the price is two first-round picks and like a player off your your current roster. I, I just think that's too much. Uh, I think that Arizona is in no rush, right? He still has another year after this year. Uh, speaking of management, maybe they feel that, you know, if anything, Chikrin would get moved closer to the uh, next year's draft or this year's um, the next draft. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see that one happening unless they lower their price. I do think that the Kings will mo- most certainly make a move. Um, I'm not sure what that would be for, it, it, you know, is it going to be for a goaltender or is it going to be, you know, another left shot D which they, they need. Right. So I, I would expect good teams when they want to win a Stanley cup, make a move at the deadline or thereabouts. So I would expect the Kings would do something to improve. I just don't think I'd be, I'd be surprised if they paid that, uh, that hefty uh, ransom that the uh, Arizona coyotes are asking for Jacob Chikram. Uh, we're going to have more with uh, Patrick O'Neill in just a second. We've got a big broadcast coming up for Bally Sports West and the LA Kings uh, in the very near future. Going to ask him about that. Uh, but I do need to also remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings brought to you by Athletic Greens with one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help get your day started right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day. It's just one scoop and a cup of water, and that's all you need. Athletic Green is also going to help you out by giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs as well with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So more with Patrick O'Neill And Patrick, uh, we are less than a month away for a big night for the LA Kings uh, coming up on February the 11th. Valley Sports West is going to have the coverage of the Dustin Brown Jersey Retirement Night. I know that'll be a fun night for everybody. Um, Have you guys talked about that this far in advance? Do you have any idea... Um, what the coverage might be like there on Bally Sports West and, and looking forward to that uh, broadcast. Yeah, wall-to-wall coverage. And uh, I've heard just from, you know, internally that uh, that is going to be one of the biggest, you know, uh, box office gates that they've ever had in King's history that night alone. Um, I'm going to be, I believe, uh, I'm going to be hosting the statue uh, ceremony. I'm sure we're going to cover that live. So yeah, no, haven't we haven't Bally Sports? We haven't gotten together and talked about it, but uh, 
Uh, I'm sure they're they're planning on it, you know, and and it's gonna be um it's gonna be a big night. Um, I think the night before there's gonna be a a dinner, a team dinner, and I somehow got to I don't know if I'm gonna be kind of emceeing kind of a semi roast or something the night before at a restaurant. So I'm a little nervous about that. I'm like me really, but um, okay, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's gonna be exciting uh, to see, you know, uh, you know, Tom McClellan said recently that they missed Dustin Brown, like they missed him in the room and, and on the ice. So it's kind of hard to believe, right, that it's it's over and suddenly this fast jersey statue. <laughs> uh, they didn't waste any time. They took that C off his sweater awfully quick, but they're not wasted any time to put yeah. up the number in the rafters. Incredible. Yeah, that's always been a very odd situation that I don't know that people have really done a deep dive on exactly what that happened. But thankfully, uh, Kopi and, and Brownie were such good friends uh, yeah. that they were able to, you know, not have that be any kind of a distraction with the team. And just, uh, you know, I'm sure that wasn't a great moment for Dustin, but it's going to be a great moment coming up for him uh, on February the 11th with his uh, his jersey deservedly retired there up in the rafters at Crypto.com. Before I let you go, Patrick, uh, for those that don't know, uh, you also do pre- and post-game show duties for the Angels, Major League Baseball, and got to do some play-by-play for the first time this past season. And I, I understand, I believe you're going to get to do a little bit of that again this coming season. Uh, but let me take you back to May the 10th, 2022, Angels against the Tampa Bay Rays, and Reed Detmers is on the mound for the Halos. And you got to call a no-hitter. That is amazing. Uh, yeah. In your first year of doing play-by-play to get to do something like that. What was that What was that like? Was there a moment... Uh, you know, Mark Gubiza used to work at Fox Sports Radio. I know, I know Gooby a little bit as well. He's right. with your partner up in the booth. Was there a moment where you guys said something to each other like this could happen, or do you are you superstitious in that? How how did that night go for you? Yeah, it, it just was uh, very exciting, and uh, just can't kind of can't believe it's happened. I've never I've covered a lot of baseball, um, but I, I'd never seen a no hitter in person. So to be, to be in the booth and and call it and and uh, I was excited for it. I didn't feel nervous about it. Um, I was more nervous that it wouldn't happen. And you're always in the back of your mind. People are you know fans seem, seemingly, especially with social media, get very very upset you know about broadcasters and what they say and the you know if if they somehow jinx it or whatever. Never quite understand all that, but I also didn't want to you know in my first year doing it put my foot you know, in my mouth and then just have fans hate me, you know? So I never really said, you know, he's got a no hitter going, but you know, our, our production team, they, they put up, you know, the, the, the banners or the lower thirds or the graphics that he's got a no hitter going. They had that going up in the sixth inning. So I figured the audience could see that. And um, yeah, it was just exciting. I was really, I was pumped. Almost got a couple more actually, <laughs> Uh, Motani was four outs uh, from a perfect game. I was calling that one, and uh, I really thought that one was going to happen. And there was a shift, and the ground ball, you know, squirted past uh, Soto. But I thought that was going to happen. I'm like, man, I'm going to get two of these. Hmm. And Suarez went six perfect, like his next start. So I had a lot of exciting things. I, I called about 120 games. I wasn't supposed to. I did nine games the, the season before that, and um, because of some circumstances I, I did the the bulk of the games and that's not going to be the case this year and I'm cool with that I you know I can always look back in my career and say man I, I called the majority of a you know a season play-by-play for a major league baseball team and you know obviously there were some some bumps in the road and some some you know 
learning curve for me and some growing pains. But I think all in all, I, I think I did a pretty good job and uh, it was exciting. And, and it was a, it was a, you know, tough year, right? A lot of losing, you know, 14 game losing streak and fired the manager. And so trying to keep it positive through all of that, but I'm excited for, for Wayne Randazzo. He's going to be outstanding this coming year. He's going to do the bulk. Uh, Matty V map excursion, still going to call games. And then if there's uh, if there's any scraps left on the table, I'll, I'll jump on them and, and uh, gratefully and proudly, um, you know, sit in that chair next to Gooby and, and um, there's nothing like it. Like, you know, just to sit in that chair and look out on the field and then you're, you're calling a baseball game. It was the biggest thrill of my life for sure. Well, that's awesome. Uh, and you know, we're looking forward to, as I mentioned, uh, you and Bally sports West covering the, the Dustin Brown Jersey retirement, of course, the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully it's a successful season. We see the Kings in the playoffs and having a deep run. Patrick, uh, I'm happy for you, man. Uh, love all your success that you're doing. Um, look forward to watching you and Jared Stoll there on the, the pregame show during the game and, and after the game as well. Uh, continued good good work with Bally uh, Sports West, and and thanks for doing this. Oh, Eddie, it's been my pleasure. Yeah, we go back 20 years, so um, it, it's always great to see you around the, the rink and um, say hi to Ben and the rest of the crew over there, Fox Sports Radio, the old stomping grounds, and appreciate Thanks for having me on. Go Kings. All right. Thank you, uh, Patrick, and uh, we will, uh, we'll see you at uh, Crypto.com Arena, I'm sure, in the, in the near future. All right. Thanks. Take care. You too. All right. That was uh, Patrick O'Neill. As, uh, as you well know, you can catch him and Jared Stoll before, during, and after the LA Kings games on Bally Sports West, as we mentioned. Uh, he'll obviously be there on Thursday uh, for the call against the uh, Dallas Stars. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, he is at Patrick underscore O'Neill, O-N-E-A-L as well and we thank patrick for his time hey if you want to send us uh, any feedback on the show about anything we talk about the email address is locked on eddie at gmail.com e-d-d-i-e uh, we are on twitter at locked on la kings instagram locked on la kings i thank you for making locked on la kings your first listen uh for your next listen i invite you to check out locked on nhl prospects it's a daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that is locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. And as always, go Kings go.